0: Shared before when he was doing music, but um, we've kind of stumbled on to the topic of prayer in this, especially kind of thinking about hospitality um, and hospitable places, how we find hospitality in God, this kind of welcome, but also how we offer hospitality to one another. Um, and last week, if you were here, Shane sort of talked about hospitality and prayer, that um, prayer as a, a gift. Of welcome and a gift of hospitality between each other. There's sort of this idea of prayer before God, this direct communication with the divine which occurs in all sorts of interesting ways through nature, through reflection and meditation. But um, as I shared in my week, it kind of gets interesting when it, we talk about prayer between two people or betwe- a prayer between a group. Um, and Jane touched on last week, but there's some, some kind of often some really interesting, sometimes damaging, sometimes comical stories about when people either have prayed for you um, or you've prayed for others, and, um, but kind of the question, the, the question of what, what would prayer between us look like in a way that feels true to our theology now? What does prayer look like in a way that honours our boundaries, um, that doesn't overstep in powerful, you know, that I'm a prayer to you as someone with authority or as, um, but that what, how do we ask for prayer? How do we receive prayer? And we sort of just became curious, uh, about what, what's an authentic looking prayer in our community that feels true to us. Um, and so we thought we'd just chat about it a bit this week and throw some questions to us, um, to our chat at the tables, um. But yeah, so that's where sort of this week has come from on prayer. Um, did you want to add anything to that? Um, but you're more than welcome to listen to the podcast from last week. It was really interesting. But yeah, so more prayer between us and looking at rather than sharing our stories of the comical ways prayer has been kind of formed around us. But what, what are some life-giving ways we can engage with prayer um, going forward?
1: Yeah, yeah. thanks, thanks Tamson. So yeah, just a heads up that we will get you to chat a little bit. To each other. I was listening to something the other day that was talking about um, threes, like creating threes for conversation. Where so often you've got kind of a couple or whatever, and then one person on their own. So um, yeah, that's just a heads up that we might ask you to form threes in a little while (laughs) to, to to chat.
0: We haven't done much table conversation. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of table conversation, but we haven't done it in a long time. It can be
1: nerve-wracking. It can. So yeah, so the s- luck of
0: the draw, who's sitting at your table or yeah. who's not. So <laughs> so, s- so like, it's a bit of a game. Slowly
1: psych yourself up to inviting someone in a few minutes' time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what we thought we would do is um, oh, uh, talk, talk very briefly about a couple of questions and then we'll throw it over to you. Um, this is a passage that we've been looking at a lot. Just the idea of um, God being the the Abba, parent God that wants to give us good things, um, but recognizing that what that looks like in practice in the world that we encounter can be complicated and um, difficult. Certainly, uh, so these are the questions we, that Tamsin and I are going to briefly talk about. Um, about how we were taught to pray for others. And I guess just briefly, uh, I guess for me it was a very clear and very limited sense of what God wanted and what people needed. Yeah. In a nutshell, what I saw modelled when I saw people praying for others was that um, they were very clear and very confident about what God was like and what God wanted. And they're very clear and very confident about what the person they were praying for needed in light of what God was like. Um, And if... uh, So it's a bit um, kind of random. Like, if you did feel like that's what you needed, then it could be a really beautiful experience to be prayed for. And if it didn't, it could feel quite violent and alienating as this person prayed these things for you that didn't really seem to fit. Um, And for me, being um, a straight white male growing up in that environment, it was a long time before I experienced that. I had that second experience of being prayed for and it feeling like it didn't match my experience or what I really needed. Um, And so it took a long time for me to wake up to the fact that the simple sense of what God wanted and what people needed um, might not fit certain people's experience. Um, and it, I guess as I've got older, I've become more and more connected to the sense of humility in the face of the kind of vast mystery that is God and the vast mystery that is another person. And so that has made me hesitant to pray for people at times as I've been in touch with how much of a mystery this person sitting across from me is and how presumptuous it feels to say anything, uh, to speak anything into their experience. Um, So... And I, you know, I, I imagine a lot of people identify with that kind of sense of paralysis as you encounter more and more of the complexity of, of life and um, the mystery of others. And so, yeah, I've, I've tried to find my way back to praying, um, as Shane said last week, praying with people rather than just praying at <laughs> or for them. Uh, but the only other thing I wanted to say in answer to that question was that one other way that the mystery operates is that sometimes what you get from a person can transcend the words that they're praying for you. I had this experience when I was about 19 and I was teaching scripture at the local high school. Wow, great days. Um, And there was another woman in that team, Um, makes it sound like I'm a woman, doesn't matter, Um, who was in her 40s and from more of a charismatic background than I was. And um, so we'd meet together uh, to pray about the work that we're doing and pray for each other. And a lot of the language that she used in prayer was quite kind of formulaic, but there was something, some kind of loving energy and power that came from her that I'd never really experienced before and that had this really deep and profound experience on me. I, you know, to this day, I can't remember a single word that she said in prayer, but I still remember the experience. Um, and I think there's, I mean, is going to talk a bit about language uh, later on, but for people like me who are obsessed with language, it's so easy to... Be fixated on. If I just get the words right, then that will, then the prayer will will work or will connect. And it's not that language is not important, um, but it's just to say that in the mystery that is God, sometimes people can pray for you in very powerful ways through language that is very limited, and also that people can say exactly the right things. Um, but if they're not really present to you, then that can also be a fairly empty experience. So it is a, a mysterious thing. Um, and, and I'll come back to this at the end. But one thing that I became convinced of years ago is that uh, the safest place for prayer is in intimate relationship and in small community where you can see the effects of your prayer long term, see the fruit of your prayer in other people's lives long term Uh, because in the end we're never going to be able to get it right all the time Um, it's not a matter of finding out the perfect formulation of prayer and then we don't need to worry anymore, it's a matter of recognising that sometimes the words will be wrong, sometimes they'll be understood differently from the way that you intended and that in ongoing relationship, we can see that. We can see, oh, you've taken it this way and you're now acting in this particular way and so I can speak to you again and say, oh, I feel like maybe you took my prayer this way Um, and if so, I'm sorry because that's not what I intended Or, um, or the opposite can happen where you say exactly the wrong thing, but it leads to amazing fruit in someone's life because through the Spirit of God, they interpret it in this life-giving way. So, yeah, there's something about intimate, ongoing relationship that can redeem all sorts of inept prayer. Anyway, that's enough from me.
0: <clears throat> always, it's profound too, so many things come. Um, in this question of sort of how is it modelled to me, I sort of think my first... Modeling of sort of prayer for one another was through my mum, who sort of had a charismatic <clears throat> bent to her and had left the church kind of they weren 't sort of fitting neatly in sort of a Lutheran church they, but people would often come to my our house to ask my mum to pray for them she, and she was speaking sort of words like she was a very heart person, so that was dominant it was just feel like she would feel something and then try and get words to match um, but sort of growing up, I would just see these people at the kitchen table and my mum would be praying for them and often crying for them and then it would often end up in laughter, like this would be the pattern, and then they'd have a cup of tea. It was just this kind of... And, and people would find this whole process of sort of, my mum in her kind of emotional, you know, just felt really profound, that her words were somehow profoundly important, and that God dearly loved this person so much that it was quite, she physically was overwhelmed in this time, and then I would often have a release, like a cathartic, don't know, you know, I'm sure, who knows what theology was behind all that, but but there was just this release in this kind of, both of this moment, um, that then they would have a cup of tea, and... Um, so that was kind of what I grew up seeing because we didn't go to church. It was just my mum kind of believed in this prayerful enc- encounters. Um, and then I sort of went to proper church as sort of I found my way into a large evangelical um, kind of mega-ish church, I'll call it. But um, <clears throat> And then I sort of learned how to pray. So then it was sort of the, the proper church program. of, And I was quite <clears> – <throat> I quite enjoyed – like I guess it was modelled to me that prayer is something – there's something – beautiful in it and I enjoyed do it, praying for people but then like like a headhunter she should be on the prayer team you know like that kind of like that's what happens in big churches Of then I sort of joined the prayer team and our prayer in that form was at the last song of worship it was the prayer time so the worship leader would continue the worship you know lighting dimmed and the prayer team would sort of walk sort of strangely up to the front and line up across the front and if you wanted prayer then you would walk up, often lining up in little queues to get your favourite prayer person and have a prayer moment at the front while the worship. And everyone else has had to worship for like 15 minutes while the prayer, until the last person in the little queue had gotten to our little prayer at the front. But I was on the prayer team, the one at the front. Um, and we were taught, we were sort of trained. And that kind of taught me that, you know, like I was, I was the prayer. I was, you know, it wasn't necessarily... And there was just this form of you know, I, you tell me what you want and from God and I ask God for it in prayer and then we both sort of say thanks and that behind that was just this God of, of um, request, of like pr- the only form of real prayer is just me requesting things and somehow me requesting rather than you requesting had a special kind of power um, and I got a bit jaded by that, like that sort of lost that sort of form and that lack of intimacy in that we were just a cue in the, this time sort of threw me and I was like oh I don't that doesn't resonate um to this kind of true vulnerable encounter this is now a sort of a program I guess so I sort of left it for a few years um and yeah prayer sort of modeled um I sort of think of the next time that it was modeled to me kind of in a life-giving way was um was a with a, a spiritual director um who just said the words at the start of our time let's just sit together quietly for as long as you need and I'll just hold this space before, you know, before God, we'll just hold this space together. Um, And if you decide to sit for 50 minutes, that's fine with me. Um, And, um, yeah, so in that moment, and, and she would sort of just say, whatever comes to your mind, trust that it's true, kind of this kind of mystical, you know, God will come I'm not actually sure how God will come to you in this time, um, but it might come through an image or a thought. it may even come through calm itself um, that that will be the presence of God coming to us. Um, and I found my prayer times with her sometimes I would just delight in someone just oh here's a quiet we're quietening ourselves before something beyond our knowledge um, and and the trust of something creative, like an idea would come into my mind. And I and, she, and back in kind of charismatic days, I'd be like, oh, that was a prophetic word. I should give that to someone. Like I'd just like kind of go trusting, oh, this is the moving of the spirit in strange and mysterious ways. I'll trust it gently and let it settle if it needs to settle. Um, and and then she would just sort of hold it. She would just sit there quietly, not filling the space with words. So that was kind of this, um, I guess, in Who Taught Me, this other way of prayer that prayer is kind of mutual kind of calm giving that in a prayer between you I'm actually giving you a time of presence like you've saying before and calm um and and space for the mystery to be sometimes that will come through lots of words sometimes this for this woman she was perfectly happy to just sit absolute silence for 50 minutes um but that was also sort of yeah a lovely way of that prayer was modeled to me in a new way but also that creativity God could be really gift-giving, like just going, oh, you can be as quirky as as you like, you know, whatever thought comes, oh, I see a spider on my shoulder, you know, going, okay, let's just, how wonderful, what a quirky random image. Let's just, you know, let's just sit with that. It's not bad or right or wrong, it's just a thing that's come in this quietening space. Um, Yeah, so I think that, um, yeah, I've changed. I also have a bit of paralysis still um, because of the, the words, the wording can just get get I stumble over i don't like that performance side of oh I'm you asking me to pray for you is you asking me to have a really beautiful word wording just but the the kind of vulnerability where we 're both vulnerable of you asking me to pray for you for something is quite a vulnerable thing, but me putting my theology or my my heart into some sort of words is also quite a strange and vulnerable wobbly thing. But I love that sort of prayer, that we're both a bit vulnerable and no one's expecting anything. We're just both quieting. And there's um, is it Mike McCarg who just talks about prayer, just scientifically prayer is just good. Like you can take out God almost, that it's super good for you. Just it's good for calming, for presence and opening to mystery, however you form mystery. Um, and that when we do it together, that mutual gift is shared, that this is beneficial, at, you know, at the least, it's a beneficial, quiet moment together. At its most, it's an intimate moment where the divine might come through my words, beyond my words, into your life now, later in the week. Like, that's at its best. But at its worst, it's not a bad thing. If I do it with kindness, it's just I gave you my attention and my care for a few moments. Um, and I love that it kind of releases me to go, oh, at its worst, me at my worst, if I was to pray for someone, if I do it mindfully, it's still something good. Oh, that's that's. Yeah,
1: Beautiful. And it does remind me of Shane last week just saying, yeah, like even the sharing with God the things that you've observed in the other as you've talked to them is a beautiful gift um, to offer. So on that note of going um, if framed with kindness any form of prayer can be a beautiful form of prayer, we want to throw it over to you as we threatened. um, And just get some feedback from you, some thoughts from you about um, whether at this stage of your life and your faith you feel like you would be open to um, someone if you met up with someone praying with them and what what that might look like, what kinds of things you can imagine yourself being open to or and not open to uh, Because in a very practical sense, our desire is, you know, like when we as a collaborative pastoral leadership team catch up with people, um, for us to give ourselves permission to check in with you and say, would you like prayer? And for us, I guess, to have a better sense of what things might work. I mean, at a a very practical level, we're talking about meeting up with people in cafes, the fact that that's often what we're doing, and thinking what kind of prayer would feel safe and okay in that context. You know, it might be just sitting in silence for a minute, it might be open-eyed prayer so you can pass as just having a conversation. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we're just interested for people to, to chat about that. And again... As always in this community, um, it doesn't really matter what you believe or don't believe, even if you have no sense of God. Um, still intrigued to know what form of prayer acknowledgement might feel powerful to you or might feel safe to you.
0: Yeah, and kind of we'll talk about the question of, or well, are you longing for that? Like, have you, are you currently in some beautiful relationships that offer prayer already or is it something that is a desire for yours to have more in your world of this space for prayer or not like that can be just something you also discuss going I have no desire for this please stop talking about prayer just like, I've, I've moved on from that type of togethering like that's not a thing for me um, but you know that's another option if you want to talk about it. But, but yeah curious as what's a creative way you might enjoy or you know want to participate in prayer
1: at this point we broke into groups for about twenty minutes and so I've cut that bit out and then we came back and chatted for a bit more. Hey hey there, conscious of the time, so we might wrap up. Hope you had a interesting conversation. Um just interested if people have it's fine if you don't. It's those conversations can just be what they were, but if you've got any feedback some specific things that people said that you think might be useful for you know Shane and Tamsin and I to know or useful for the community to know one of the things that Christian and um, Amanda and I were talking about was just the idea of um Praying open things rather than specific things for people. Um, so praying that they be loved, praying that they find community, praying for those kinds of things feels a lot safer and where there's less ego in it than um, yeah, praying, oh, I have this vision that you're going to be X um, and how that can often be a curse in people's lives. Uh, one of the things that we're talking about during the week was this idea that, you might get an impulse from God to make connection with someone or to pray for someone, um, but how important it is to own that the words are your own. Um, God doesn't necessarily give you the words that you're praying, and so to be humble and say, yeah, this is something that I've got the impulse to pray, but if it doesn't ring true to you, let it go.
0: Because, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, we were always sort of, pr- yeah, in, in prayer there's like this power dynamic sometimes of if I have an image for you that oh you know your 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 mum is going to get better or something like you like that's dangerous territory to speak on the as a voice piece for God you know it's such dangerous territory that the gift yeah it feels like life-giving prayer does not I don't know I don't want to say that you know it's a pretty bold statement but just yeah where is the yeah to be hesitant to be going oh that's my prompting or mine you know that that's I own that and if if that's damaging, I can later own that again. You know, that I know I'm in relationship with you enough that, but yeah, that sort of dictatory or statement, um, voice piece of God. Um, you being present is a message that the divine cares. Because like, God's always kinder than me. And if I want to be with you right now in your time of difficulty, God's always kinder than that. You know, that shows that I just embody uh, the prophecy is me. You know, it's not oh, in the prophetic as I'd once learnt it to be of a statement of truth that is to come. Sometimes I am the prophecy or the statement of truth that God is love in the form of someone beside you, caring and loving you, and not afraid of this situation. Um,
1: um, so it's almost twelve. But were there any other? I'm so curious
0: quick, to hear what you were. I was quick, so curious yeah. to hear everything. Yeah. You were
1: things that came up in your conversation that you want to share.
2: I think a a bit of a theme that ran for our table was this idea that um, we've experienced when people, either we have a desire that we want met, like you were saying, a request or something, or other people have their opinions of what you need in your situation, which may not match that either. Um, so I am personally quite hesitant. Um, I'm happy for someone to pray for me, but I don't want them to pray what they think I need. Um, I And I, I would ask for prayer, but not for specific things, because I don't even know what I need. Um, but what I think the best kind of prayer that I could, I guess one can only speak individually about that, but... Um, the idea that the other person sees the challenges that I currently have and is there, like recognises the suffering, if there is suffering, and acknowledges it and then sits with me through it. And then if it gets better, then great, that person is still with me through it. And if it gets even worse, that person is still there with me through it. And I think that's the biggest comfort that I could get. And I think there's a lot of God in that Um And ties in from a couple of weeks ago when we were talking, Rod was talking about the naivety, disenchantment, re-enchantment period, this idea that God doesn't protect you from anything but will sustain you through it. That's the kind of sustainment how he, she enters into that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, like this kind of feels like this is part of the sustaining of us in the middle of it is in this form of prayer sometimes. Yeah, I like that? Anyone else that <laughs> you're opening up a good basket of worms there we might have to look. next series we'll bring it up we'll we'll keep the chat going we'll keep the chat I think that's that's a good point any any other from tables that I know we've kind of gone over if you need to run out dramatically that's fine as well
2: I'll be quick um I think a theme here was um, just wanting kind of the pressure off that it's not about. the the oratory of it or the performance or having to know exactly what to say um and for myself I think um I, I don't know the answer to either of those questions like I've been so it's been quite a long time since I was in an environment where people you know I mean actually we kind of do it up here sometimes but it's always very gentle like um since I was, you know, prayed for or prayed over or at, or, you know, like, and that's kind of deliberate that it's been a long time since that was going on. And um, I I don't know whether, I'm sort of open to trying, but I don't know whether I would connect with it or enjoy it or be triggered or what. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know anymore.
1: It's where that idea of praying with someone is so beautiful. And we're talking about the idea of... I mean, it's the difficulty when you've got you you're with a pastor person, and then you know it creates that mm. um, that kind of hierarchy or difference of power there, which can be unhelpful for prayer. But when it's a conversation between two people, and at the end of it, they kind of together dedicate that conversation and their struggles and their confusion or whatever it might be to God. Something so beautiful and kind of flat power yeah. dimension there, um, and which is where. Again, that that awful thing about a, a prayer ministry where these designated superheroes of prayer that have this capacity to do this thing and no one else, mm-hmm. whereas the real life giving stuff you'd think would be happening just in the ordinary conversations between people where at the end of a conversation where we confess to each other something that we're mm-hmm. struggling with, we both kind of spend some time trying to be aware of God's presence mm-hmm. in that dilemma or that situation.
0: Yeah, Shane, Shane, we've talked a bit about conspiring prayer, which is just this lovely term, which just kind of means to co-breathe with God, that prayer is not just my request to God, but it's a time with God to, to essentially to breathe together. Um, but I almost like the idea of with other people, almost like there's this three-chairs idea that we sit together and the divine is present, and we all breathe together for a moment um, with the situation in our midst, including the divine. You know, like it's kind of this: what occurs in that space, I don't know. I don't. It's not dictatorial. Well, then this is it's just like we all three come together in um, that beautiful image of like the Trinity of just this kind of this gift to one another is the picture. Um, and not sure what happens. You know, that's the beauty of kind of this co-breathing together. Um, any last
3: yeah <laughs> thanks too. sorry I know we're going over time already yeah no I and I, I think we when we were discussing we were really resonating with what you're talking about and even for me personally I've always seen prayer as you know larger than maybe what we grew up going you know it's these words blah 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 dear God Father God Amen you know that kind of Let's put a formula to it. Um, and so in the space of like having a conversation with people, I've always thought that if you've invited the divine into that space, you know, that is a form of prayer in the conversation we're having. And so oftentimes I actually feel the prayer that we might think to pray at the end of that is like unnecessary in some ways because it's like it's it's not natural how you would have A relationship with someone you wouldn't kind of get to the end of a conversation and summarize your conversation and then put a neat little bow on it you know but having that moment at the end to just say you know we have had a time together now uh and maybe sort of recognizing the divine in that and that's sort of enough um so i just wanted to reflect on what you said and said yeah that resonated with us
0: yeah that's a really lovely image well, we might otherwise we will. It's nice when people aren't busting to get going. It's a really interesting conversation to have with lots more nuances, I think um, that that we can kind of keep exploring and we'll next week um, we hope to do some stations, some prayer stations where we just get a bit of time to actually. Pray, but in a few different ways, especially if there's a stuckness around prayer, just offering different avenues of what that looks like, um, including perhaps praying verbally for one another. But that won't be the only way if you're a bit like, Am I going to come next week? I don't think so. <laughs> but it will have a few different spaces um, just to do it, you know, to be prayerful and what a unique opportunity we have with a community that we know and love that we can practice this together in a safe place. So that will be next week where we can put some of that into action. Um, We might come to a time of communion. There's lots more that we could say, but um, communion, I guess, wrapping up sort of this hospitality, this sort of welcome, table-giving, nourishment space, Um, communion represents that, um, but also offers that to one another, this kind of nourishing place, between us Um, so it's really lovely and humility in that we acknowledge that there is more than just us in this space in our life in our conversations there is a mysterious bigger um, story going on that we sometimes see very clearly, sometimes we think about in our past, just sometimes it sort of surprises us right in our very midst. So let's come together. Our communion is optional whether you want to stay seated, whether you want to stand in a circle with us, um, whether you want to grab a cup and a cracker or not, all is optional. So we might um, do that if you'd like to come up in a circle um, around this table and we will... There's lots of crackers, you can almost take your own cracker or maybe half cracker (coughs) rather than crumb cracker today. I'm just going to read um, a prayer um, from Ephesians um, over us uh, that before we take our communion today, um, yeah, that just kind of honours that at the heart of all this is one another's belovedness is at the very heart of what we do together. Um, This is from Ephesians. I pray that God, out of the riches of divine glory, will strengthen you inwardly with power through the working of the Spirit. May Christ dwell in your hearts through faith, so that you, being rooted and grounded in love, will be able to grasp fully the breadth, length, height, depth of Christ's love, and with all God's holy ones, experience this love that surpasses all understanding, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. God, whose power now at work in us can do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. To God be glory in the church and in the Christ Jesus through all generations, world without end. Amen.